Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, our episode is titled From Suspension to Success, Navigating the Black Box of Amazon Account Health. And I have none other than Sneha Nisha on the call, who is our expert in this field. So Sneha, why don't you introduce yourself to all of our viewers here and kind of just give a little bit of background as to what your role is here at Vendo. Yeah, sure. So hello, everyone. I'm Sneha, and I'm delighted to be here in the podcast today. And I would like to take a moment to introduce myself uh, and share a bit of my professional journey. So I joined Vendo as an intern in October 2019 and have been a part of this company over uh, more than three years now. And during my tenure, I've had the opportunity to work alongside some of the exceptional colleagues, including Delaney, who is with me right now, and gain a wealth of uh, knowledge about the industry. And presently, I'm working as an account health and channel control specialist. And in this podcast, I will be sharing my expertise and insight on managing your account health and performance on Amazon with the goal of providing you with valuable information. Awesome. Thank you, Sneha. And Sneha's cutting herself a little bit short here, but she truly is involved in so many different aspects on our business um, from customer service, channel control, account health, you name it, everything on the back end that sometimes sellers do not um, pay as much attention to. Sneha, of course, is our jack of all trades in that regard. So while she typically does not like to be in front of the camera, I am very happy that today she has joined us on the other side here. And I think our viewers are going to get a lot out of this podcast just due to the wealth of knowledge that Sneha really has to share here. So Sneha, let's go ahead and dive on into it because I feel like of all years, 2023, especially the start of it, has been the most hectic for account health. So you've obviously stayed very busy, even though it's only a section of what you do on a day-to-day basis. But with our brand portfolio continuing to grow, this is so important. So talk about that a little bit. What is account health on Amazon and why is that important for sellers to monitor on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. So to sell on Amazon means agreeing to abide by the rules, right? And one of them is maintaining metrics at certain level, which is known as account health. And Amazon has created a dedicated page on your account, on your seller central account called account health that displays the different metrics you need to focus on. And this powerful tool provides sellers with crucial insights and metrics that are necessary to monitor and maintain the health of their account. And Amazon has also introduced the dedicated account specialist to assist sellers with their account health. And this team of specialists help sellers understand their account health rating, provide guidance on improving their accounts and help them understand any and help them to understand and address any policy violations or other issues. Additionally, they have also announced the account health assurance benefit that gives sellers a chance to work against the possible account deactivation. So when Amazon detects a problem that may affect your account health status, an account health specialist will reach out to the seller. And if they can reach out to you within 72 hours and you cooperate with them, your account will not be deactivated. But in order to make sure that you qualify for this account health assurance benefit, you need to maintain an account health rating of 250 or higher for at least six months and have no more than 10 days where your account health rating dropped below 250. And the most important, please make sure that you have a valid emergency contact number of, on file. See, so much information there in one little blurb on just summarizing account health. So thank you, Sneha. I think the big point there in terms of what has changed on a year-over-year basis is really Amazon implementing this account health assurance benefit. 
And now that gives sellers, of course, a little bit more attention to their account health issues and being able to tackle that directly with that team without necessarily uh, facing a suspension right away. Obviously, Sneha, we still see that even with this benefit, that listings are taken down um, and the communication with this team can definitely improve, but that is more of an Amazon blocker than it is um, on the seller side of the business. So we are hoping that as this program of account health assurance really continues to develop, that over time, they will maybe give us a call about some of these listings that are being taken down or ways in which we can mitigate some of these causes in the future, whether that is due to shipping or expiration dates, all of these things that sellers need to make sure that they're focusing on, but sometimes are out of their control. Like when a customer does complain about a specific product and that benefit not serving well. So we're going to go into some of those details as well. But the main point here is account health should be at the forefront of your business. You should be checking this every single day at the top of your day and understanding how um, you can really make sure that your account health rating is a thousand so that you have the benefit of this program and that you're also tackling these issues and avoiding any listing suppressions or account suppressions as a whole. So now we're going to talk a little bit about how these account health metrics are calculated and some of the key metrics that sellers should be paying attention to. Sneha, let's dive into that a little bit deeper. Uh, yeah, sure. So the Amazon account health rating is calculated based on the score from 1 to 1,000. And the metric score is determined by taking into various key factors, that is order defect rate, on-time delivery rate, customer service responsiveness, and seller feedback. So the higher the score, the better the health of your account, right? And Amazon takes this, uh, Amazon takes into account all these factors to determine the overall health of your account and assign it to a score from one to 1,000. And to maintain a healthy score, it is crucial to avoid policy violations. And if they happen, to address all violations listed in your account health page in timely manner, prioritizing those with greatest severity. So now let's talk about the key metrics, right? That affects your account health. So there are three different key metrics that affects your account health. The first is customer service performance, product policy compliance, and the shipping performance. So let's little bit talk about uh, customer service performance. So the customer service performance section helps to measure how satisfied your customers are with the product and service you provide. This metric is determined by your account ODR, that is order defect rate, and A to Z guarantee claim. So the order defect rate is calculated as the percentage of orders that you have received negative feedback. And on the other hand, A to Z guarantee claims is a type of claim that buyers can make on Amazon when they have a problem with the purchase. Next is product policy compliance. So the product policy compliance section is designed to raise awareness on intellectual property issues, authenticity concerns, product conditions, and other policy violations. So make sure you regularly monitor this section in your account health dashboard and respond to all the policy violations promptly. And any documentation request will appear on your account health dashboard under the product compliance section. And so make sure that your product policy compliance target should be zero. So let's talk about shipping performance metric. So the shipping performance metric on Amazon Seller Central is used to measure the seller's ability to deliver orders on time and provide accurate tracking information to customer. This metric is important because it affects directly uh, the customer's experience and can impact seller's account health and performance. So there are three metrics that makes up the shipping performance 
First is late shipment rate, pre-fulfillment cancel rate, and the valid tracking rate. So you need to make sure you're up to with all these metrics to maintain a healthy score. Absolutely. So diving into those metrics a little bit more, obviously, from a late shipment rate perspective, pre-fulfillment cancel and valid tracking rate, those are all things in which we're tracking on both a daily and a weekly basis here at Vendo for all of our clients. Because also from just a total account perspective, and some of what Sneha was touching on before, when you're looking at A to Z claims that may come through because of account health violations or, or ODR rates being um, down, all of those things are ultimately going to also affect how you are paid out by Amazon. So you know how when you're looking at your payments and you see the account reserves, a lot of times sellers will say that, hey, Amazon is not paying me out as frequently or they're holding more money back. These account health metrics all play into that. So if your ODR rate is poor, if you have various A to Z claims, Amazon is going to hold more money from you before paying you out because they are not going to trust that, you know, you are going to be able to resolve these metrics. So as basically uh, when you resolve these issues, you're going to see that your payouts will happen at larger quantities there as well. So implications on the total account as a whole, but definitely important that you track each of these individual metrics um, very consistently for your business. So Sneha, that was all great information. Let's dive a little bit more into how sellers can proactively manage um, their account health notifications and continue to maintain that positive good standing with Amazon. Yeah. So there are several proactive steps, steps that Amazon sellers can take to manage their account health and maintain a good standing with Amazon. So let's talk about the most important one. The first is monitor your account health metrics regularly. Amazon provides a range of account health metrics as we discussed the ODR, the late shipment rate, negative feedback. So it's crucial to monitor all these metrics regularly to take corrective actions if, they, if, if any of them fall required below the required threshold. Uh, next is provide excellent customer service. So providing excellent customer service is the key to maintain a good account health rating. So respond promptly to any customer queries and resolve any issues or complaints quickly and efficiently. Uh, next, let's talk about uh, offer uh, high quality product. So offering high quality product is essential for maintaining customer satisfaction and minimizing returns and negative feedback. So ensure your product meets the required standards and are accurate, accurately described in your listing. Next is uh, fulfill orders on time, right? So Amazon expects the sellers to ship orders on time and a high late shipment rate can result in negative feedback from customers and increased A to Z guarantee claims as well. So set realistic handling times and delivery times to ensure that you have enough time to process and ship orders as they come through. Next is monitor your inventory levels. So keep a close eye on your inventory levels and ensure that you have sufficient stock to fulfill orders on time. This will help in delay shipping. And the next and the most important is communicate with buyers, right? So if there is any unexpected delays or issues that may result in late shipment, make sure to communicate with buyers and provide them with regular uh, updates on the status of their order, right? This will definitely help to manage their expectations and reduce the risk of negative feedback and A to Z guarantee claims. So by taking these proactive steps, sellers can definitely maintain a good account health rating and enjoy continued success on Amazon.
Absolutely, Steha. That was all super great information there. The main theme here is proactivity, right? Amazon values customer service, putting the customer first. If you are actively communicating with your customer, you will be able to mitigate some of these claims and you'll see that they will diminish over time. And it even goes back to the basic um, aspects of the PDP. What information are you providing the customer with in on each of your PDPs? Are your infographics informative so that they understand things like expiration dates, things like what the main benefits are of the product? Some um, brands will get very claim worthy with some of these infographics, and that can sometimes lead them into some trouble because they will file an account health claim say that the product didn't work as it was intended to. Um, And then you just have to very carefully monitor that your PDP is very accurate and speaks to the true benefits of your product there. And then I think the fulfillment piece is such a big piece of it because, of course, a lot of the times that can be managed directly by your 3PL. So you really have to make sure that you are um, connecting with a solid 3PL who is who has shipped products both FBM and FBA in the past, especially if you have more of a hybrid FBM and FBA model, and is sending out these shipments on time. We know that during some peak periods like holidays, um, some transit times on Amazon side could take a little bit longer, so that could prolong some of these um, these order timelines that Amazon will give you. But again, it's just being fully aware of that for your business and being able to communicate directly with your 3PL so that um, they are fully aware of what the timelines you have set for your account look like. So very important there in terms of how you can continue to maintain that positive standing, not just with Amazon, but with your customers as a whole. So let's kind of shift gears here and let's talk about the opposite side of things here, Sneha, in terms of what are some of the common mistakes that you're seeing sellers make that are negatively impacting their account health? And then on top of that, how can sellers continue to avoid making some of these mistakes? Yeah, so um, there are several common mistakes that sellers make on Amazon that can negatively impact their account health. And most common ones Uh, like the one that we just discussed is poor customer service, inaccurate product listings, right? And the next is asking customer reviews. So one of the most important mistakes that Amazon seller make here is to ask ask their customers, uh, friends, family, relatives to leave reviews for their product, right? It should be avoided at all costs as it is against Amazon policies for ask for reviews. Uh, Amazon strongly believes that it is up to customers to leave feedback, positive or negative, and it's their decision to write authentic reviews, and it should not be influenced in any ways. So it should, it should, uh, so it's, it also includes not providing any incentives or giveaways to customers in return for reviews. Instead, what you can do is you can opt for an Amazon early reviewer program that is an excellent way to land some early reviews uh, and it, at a high uh, affordable cost. Uh, next is uh, violating Amazon policy. So redirecting Amazon shoppers to other marketplace or personal website, right? Violating Amazon policies can result in account suspension or termination, which will have significant impact on your business. To avoid this, familiarize with yourself with Amazon policies and guidelines and ensure that you are comply with them at all times. And one of the most crucial steps is to have a valid emergency contact number on file so that the account health team can reach out to you in case they experience any kind of such issues. Absolutely. And just over the last few years here, we've obviously seen Amazon crack down on these policies 
in a lot of a in, in a much harsher way. So definitely um, do not violate some of these policies, especially when it comes to customer reviews and the way in which you're communicating with the customer, because that can get you into a lot of trouble here. Um, obviously, as Sneha mentioned, different ways in which you can get reviews, but your account will get suspended, um, or at the very least, your reviews will be fully wiped. It's really not worth the impact to your business that it can bring on as a whole. And there's so many other ways in which you could make sure that you're consistently communicating with that customer so that you don't put yourself in a position for your account to be at harm long term there. So Sneha, let's co continue to dive into this topic a little bit more and talk about how can sellers handle um, these account health issues or violations if they do arise? So yeah, sure. So promptly addressing any violations is crucial, right? To make sure to set up your notification preferences to receive immediate email alerts whenever a violation occurs in your account. Moreover, if there is any outstanding policy violations that negatively impact your account health rating, uh, you can review, you can view the severity level of each violations. So this enables you to prioritize the most important issues and tackle them first. So in order to tackle the different kind of violations, make sure you have an effective plan of action. So according to Amazon, there are four things you need to take uh, keep in mind when writing a plan of action. First, make your plan of action very clear and concise, right? Address all root cause and provide corrective plan of action for each. For everything in question, make sure to provide supporting evidence such as invoices, COAs, testing documents, or images of the product, depending on the nature of violations. Make sure your plan of action is more reader-friendly and also create an SOP, right? So develop a SOP for addressing different types of violations to ensure consistent and effective resolution. And the most helpful tip here is to have an account health specialist review your plan of uh, uh, POA um, once you have it uh, finished drafting it. So this will definitely ensure you to include all the necessary information and they can guide you through if they're if you're missing any, any uh, valuable uh, information in the plan of action. Uh, and additionally, to have a successful appeal, uh, make sure you're up to the speed of all areas of Amazon policy and guidelines. Absolutely. And there's a few very, very important things that I want to continue to highlight that Sneha just said. SOPs. I think especially depending on whichever category you sell in in Amazon, account health is going to be something that you're consistently facing. It doesn't go away. It even exacerbates during um, some peak periods. Like if you're a supplements brand, which we're bound to talk about in a couple minutes here, then during the new year, new you period in which, you know, this is really your time to accelerate growth for your brand and an account health violation for your hero item can really harm you. How are you being proactive getting ahead of that testing, all of those COAs so that you put yourself in a position to um, really limit the amount of the time that the suppression exists for those specific items there. So we have different SOPs that we have developed for every single account health flag that we've received in the past. So that allows us to limit the amount of time that these appeals um, take. And then second, if your brand is enrolled in the SAS core program, that is a huge resource that you could leverage. The food investigations team has been especially helpful in the past for some of our brands in trying to dispute some of these claims. So definitely leveraging any contacts that your brand has within Amazon to try to get some of these things unsuppressed. Um, and we've also found that helpful. Um, but above all, it really comes back to those SOPs. What have you done to build a very solid pipeline around tackling these issues as they arrive? 
So Sneha, I know that we've talked a little bit about shipping, FBA, FBM, but let's dive a little bit further into that because there's obviously different account health metrics that vary by both product category, but also fulfillment method. So when we're talking about FBA and FBM, can you give us um, some of the differences there in some of the metrics that we should be tracking? Sure. So the account health metrics on Amazon can vary by product category or fulfillment method. So some categories of fulfillment method may have specific metrics that are more relevant to them. For example, in apparel category, sellers need to maintain a low order defect rate, which includes metrics such as cancellations, defects and returns. In the electronic category, seller needs to maintain a low pre-fulfillment cancellation rate and late shipment rate. For sellers using FBA, which is um, uh, fulfilled by Amazon, service metrics such as order defect rate, late shipment rate, and refund rate are important to maintain a good account health. On the other hand, for sellers using uh, fulfilled by merchant program, metrics such as on-time delivery rate, cancellation rate, and tracking rate are important. So it's really important for the sellers to understand the, the account health metrics are relevant to this specific product category or fulfillment method and monitor them closely to maintain a good standing with Amazon. Absolutely. And then tying back to our previous points here, FBM also does affect your account reserve as a whole. So again, wherever Amazon loses a little bit of control, they'll, they'll make sure that they make out make up for it when it comes to your payouts. So your FBM metrics are just as important, if not even more important, to make sure that you have a very strong grasp on because that could be detrimental to your business as a whole. It can it could really affect your account even months down the line. So definitely something to make sure that you understand before selling via FBM what requirements are in place from an account health standpoint. And then Sneha, let's just talk about some of the recent changes to close up here as far as what we've seen to Amazon's account health policies that we should be aware of. Obviously, we've talked a little bit here and uh, preface the supplement space. I would say that's probably the biggest category in which Amazon has really continued to crack down on some of the account health violations and um, not really given sellers much slack or leeway to really dispute some of these claims before taking down some listings. So let's talk about just what you've seen in your experience here as far as some of those, some of those changes. Yeah, so this year, the experience of selling on Amazon has been unstable for sellers, especially those operating in the vitamin and supplement category. So despite the fact that supplement industry relies heavily on Amazon as a platform, it's important to note, note that Amazon has, Amazon has enforces uh, Amazon always enforces rigorous quality assurance standards and the introduction to these new guidelines has resulted in more rigorous quality control procedure for supplements, which applies to all the products which is sold on Amazon.com, which is uh, which uh, implies to both uh, new and existing um, sellers. So if you receive the notification from Amazon to update the compliance documents, you must provide a valid uh, certificate of analysis from ISO 17025 Accelerated Laboratory, a GMP certificate, and a clear product image. The product image must include all six sites and a flat laying uh, supplement track label as well. Moreover, if your product falls under the category of sport, nutrition, weight loss, or sexual enhancement, you must provide the additional COA demonstrating the absence of the prohibited ingredients on Amazon. So, and this COA must be submitted annually. And the most important, uh, Amazon has changed its timeline requirement for the COAs to be approved. It used to be required that the COA was, was six months older, 
new uh, six months old or new then it went to nine months and currently it's mostly uh, and most recently it's 12 months so just need to make sure that the coa that you're submitting has to be the issue date of the coa has to be within 12 months of time definitely and a lot of new changes just coming around in the last six months especially that flat laying supplement fact label obviously that wasn't a requirement before it's now um very important and then working with your manufacturer to have images of all six sides but I think the accredited lab is one of the big things that a lot of sellers need to just make sure with their current um, laboratory that they are accredited by Amazon um, and that they will be able to get COAs passed. Because the one thing that we always advise for our brands is it would be really terrible if you go through all that testing and you pay that very steep amount to get your products tested across the board. And then Amazon just comes back to you and says, this is an accredited lab. You're going to have to start this process all over again. And we know that this could take weeks um, to develop this. And then another thing, and I think that we just continue to hammer this point home is just proactivity. Because as Sneha was talking about, if your product is categorized as weight loss, if your product is categorized as bodybuilding supplements, most of the time you will not know if your product or if Amazon is going to categorize your product in those specific categories because it shouldn't be categorized in those specific categories, quite frankly. But they will make you test your product for all these different compounds that one, don't exist in your product because they are misclassified, but two, you still have to continue to test because that is Amazon's way of saying, okay, this seller has proven that this product is not intended for weight loss. So um, we have a whole guide built out internally that shows different product types that are often associated with these specific weight loss claims, bodybuilding claims, et cetera, sexual enhancement even if they are not supposed to be in that category. That way we're getting ahead of some of this testing uh, with our brands. And that way when you know it does incorrectly fall into those buckets that we are able to submit those COAs immediately and not take three to four weeks to go and test the product, get the COAs from the brands, take all the pictures. But we already have all of that on hand, which helps us mitigate a lot of this. So I think the main point here, Sneha, and I'll let you close up with just your final thoughts on this topic, but this is what the most crucial part of your business because, of course, we talk about inventory, and if your products don't have inventory, then you're not going to be able to sell. But if your products are not listed and they are suppressed or your account is suppressed, you are definitely not going to be able to sell. So it's all about communicating with the customer, informing um, the customer about what your product is intended to do, and then developing all of these internal resources to make sure you're in the best position possible to tackle these account health, um, these account health violations that occur so that your account is not dinged either short term or long term. But Sneha, I think you threw so much information at us that um, this is this has just been so great overall. And I think it's super important formative for our viewers here. How would you like to close? What's your What are your final thoughts here on the direction of account health and what sellers should be doing? I'm sure listening to this podcast will give you a crucial insight and uh, different metrics you need to monitor on your daily basis. And most important, have your contact information on file, uh, regular or monitor all the uh, different metrics that comes in your account. And uh, um, yeah, uh, that's it on my end. And then uh, thank you for turning into a podcast and happy selling on Amazon.